text for today comes from Matthew 21. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have you ever been told to do something by someone and thought to yourself, well, who made you God? Or have you ever been given a command and questioned not the command, but the one giving the order to you? I know I have. I have riled against commands, even when I know the person giving the command or word to me is in authority over me. I was in the field during basic training, and one of our instructors, Master Bombardier Quinlan, hit something with one of our transport trucks as he was wheeling around the camp. There happened to be our warrant officer present as well, seeing the aftermath of the accident. And I remember there was a heated conversation between Master Bombardier Quinlan and the warrant officer on whether the military police needed to be brought to investigate. The Master Bombardier was adamant that it was not necessary. The warrant officer, on the other hand, was quite sure it was necessary. We, the privates, were told after the conversation, the show is over, go back to your jobs. When we went to bed that night, I happened to be the first on fire picket duty, so it was my job to stay up for an hour more to make sure nothing was on fire. It was wet, it was cold, I was pretty sure nothing was going to happen, but an order is an order. The instructors were in their tents when I heard Master Bombardier Quinlan yell from inside, Van Manen! Yes, Master Bombardier, I yelled back. Van Manen, when that MP gets here, there was a pause. He said, kill him. Yes, Master Bombardier, I said with all confidence. But second later, seconds later in my own head, I said, wait, what? Is that a lawful command? I was tired. I was wet. I was cold. I was afraid of my instructors, so I was not sure what to do. Would Jesus give such a command? No, I thought to myself. Would the queen give such a command? No, I thought to myself. Would Jean Chrétien give such a command? Well, would the queen give such a command? No, I thought to myself. I prayed, Lord, give me a way out of this. When Jesus enters the temple in today's gospel lesson, the Pharisees ask the same question of Jesus. By what authority do you do these things? Who gave you this authority? With perfect teaching and miraculous healing, Jesus has shown himself as a rabbi of wisdom and power. With truth and power, he has won the approval of the crowds, and those Pharisees don't like it. They are not willing to follow this itinerant rabbi, but he is a man of miracles and a man of knowledge. So they ask, by what authority do you do this, and where do you get it from? This is not the first time that the Pharisees have asked this question. When Jesus forgives the sins of the paralytic, lowered by his friends through the roof of the house, Jesus says to him, my son, your sins are forgiven. Some of the scribes who are sitting there question in their hearts, why does this man speak like this? He is blaspheming. Who has authority to forgive but God alone? They question his authority. Later, Jesus heals a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute so that the man spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed. Can this be the son of David, the crowds asked. But when the Pharisees hear it, they said, it is only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. They question his authority at every turn. They are not willing to recognize that Jesus is the Messiah, God in the flesh. So they continue to ask him, where does your authority come from? Well, today, Jesus turns the tables on the Pharisees. He says, I will answer your question if you answer mine. John's baptism, was it from heaven 
or was it from man? The Pharisees, not being stupid men, understand what Jesus is getting at. And they huddle together and say, well, if we say from heaven, he will say, well, why didn't you believe him? But if we say from man, we risk angering the crowds who thought John was a prophet. What a dilemma. So they take the easy way out. We do not know, they answer. Jesus then refuses to tell them who directly he has authority from, his father. Instead, he tells them a parable about two sons who are asked by their father to go and work in the vineyard. One says no, but then goes and works in the vineyard. The second says yes, but does not go and work. Jesus asks him, which of the two did the will of the father? The first, the Pharisees answer. The struggle always with parables is trying to figure out how we fit into the parable. The master of the vineyard in the parable that Jesus tells is God, of course. So the question is, when you think of yourself in this parable, are you a no-yes child or a yes-no child of God? Is that even a fair question? The Pharisees seem to think that the first kid did the will of the father. But Jesus says this immediately after they make their choice. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterwards change your minds and believe him. The way of righteousness. What does that mean? If we are to be one of the children in the parable, we need to follow in the way that John came. We need to come to God in the way of righteousness. Jesus earlier in the book of Matthew says this, Matthew 5, For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. John the Baptist certainly exceeded the Pharisees in righteousness, for he pointed people away from sin. Repent! was his cry. To the crowds, he says, share your abundance. To the tax collectors, he says, do not collect more than you ought. To the soldiers, he says, do not extort money. Be content with your wages. The will of the Father is that we come to him in the way of righteousness. So what does that look like? Is fulfilling John's challenge enough to be righteous? Share your abundance. Do not steal. Now, we know that John preached more than just the second table of the commandments. He also preached the first. But I would like to think that I am a no-yes child, that I have turned it around. And though I was born sinful, now I'm getting a few things right, falling into line with the will of the Father. I mean, I pray daily, thy will be done. So I must be creeping up on the righteousness scale the longer I live in my faith in Christ Jesus. Except here are the Pharisees, of whom Jesus says that we must surpass, surpass their righteousness to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And yet, he says, the tax collectors and prostitutes are getting into heaven ahead of them. If the way of righteousness has an ethical component, then I am afraid I am a no, no child of God. I am a reluctant son, a sinful son, who throws his hat at loving God and serving my neighbor. God asks me for me to give my all, and I give him a half-hearted effort. He asks for me to put him first, and I put me first. He asks for me to honor his name, and I am the one who profanes it. He asks me to walk away from sin, to love him and serve of my neighbor, I walk into sin and away from God and my neighbor. How is it possible that prostitutes and tax collectors, considered the most sinful people of Jesus' time, were getting into heaven ahead of the Pharisees? If we were to transplant this conversation into the year 2023, Jesus is saying to the church, pastors, priests, 
and presbyters, pay attention. Prostitutes, pimps, and porn kings are getting into heaven ahead of you. And how can that be? Did not John come in the way of righteousness, declaring the moral demands of the law? Prepare the way of the Lord. No, Jesus does not say, John came in the way of righteousness, but you did not obey him. He says, you did not believe him. John did not come to declare just the moral demands of the law, but to point to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The children in Jesus' parable are not us at all. In our sin, we are no, no children. For in our sin, we are neither able to choose God nor obey God and his commands. But God did everything, everything necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus, the Lamb of God, laid aside his authority over heaven and earth and took on human flesh to be circumcised on the eighth day, eighth day to fulfill all righteousness, to be baptized by John to fulfill all righteousness, to keep the law perfectly for us to fulfill all righteousness. He walked the road carrying his cross and was nailed to that cross to give us his righteousness, to pay for our sins and to give us the promise of everlasting life. We as God's children do not obey. We believe we believe that God sent his son, the very lamb of God, to take away our sins and the sins of the world. Jesus used his authority to serve the will of the father to save us from our sins and give us the promise of everlasting life. How can prostitutes and pimps get into heaven and have priests and pastors? Because if they believe that for all they have done, that the blood of Jesus covers every sin, every failure, every fault, all their brokenness and all their pain will be taken away when the one with authority to judge the living and the dead will come to take them away from this veil of tears when he comes to take them home. Which one of you does the will of the Father? What is his will? We often think it is to obey, obey the commands, and then we can earn heaven. Christian pastors and teachers fail when they teach and preach that we can do something to earn salvation or fulfill the will of the Father. But John pointed to Jesus as the Savior of the world, not the commanding officer of it, giving new laws to live by. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news that the Son of Man came to save, to serve, to fulfill the moral demands of the law on our behalf, to bear our sins in his body on the cross that we might be saved. That is the will of the Father, that we believe in the Son. Paul says this, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why through him that we utter all men to God for his glory. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in Christ Jesus, you are declared a yes, yes child. God has done everything that is necessary to claim you as his own and to hold you in the faith unto life everlasting. After about 45 minutes of fretting, the master bombardier yelled from the tent, Van Manen! Yes, master bombardier, I yelled back. When the MPs get here, don't kill him. Just point him to my tent. Yes, Master Bombardier, I said, relieved. Be relieved, dear friends. 
There is only one who earns salvation for us. He died and rose for you and fulfilled all the commands on your behalf. I can only point to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In Christ, I can say with all confidence, your sins are forgiven and your salvation is sure. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.